While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit came on all who heard the message. The circumcised believers who had come with Peter were astonished that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on the Gentiles. For they heard them speaking in tongues and praising God. Then Peter said, Can anyone keep these people from being baptized with water? They have received the Holy Spirit just as we have. So he ordered that they be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then they asked Peter to stay with them for a few days. This is the word of the Lord. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. If you obey my commands, you will remain in my love. Just as I have obeyed my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I call you friends. For everything that I learned from my Father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. Then the Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. This is my command, love each other. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you, Alison, for that stirring reading of that text. From uh, that reading we've just had from John 15 and verse 12, my command is this, Jesus says, my command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Let us pray. Loving God, we thank you for the words you give to us in the scriptures and we pray for your Holy Spirit to come into these words and bring them to life for us so that we might live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Many years ago, I remember someone saying to me, uh, as a Christian, you can't necessarily like everyone but you must love them. And I remember when I heard that, that came as a bit of a revelation to me, uh, really, and not only a, a revelation, but also a bit of a relief. That as a Christian, I didn't have to like everyone. And uh, it was a struggle for me at times, to try to do that. And uh, if I want to confess, and I do, confession is good for the soul, I have to say it's still a struggle for me today. 
Uh, it may be, I, I feel incredibly guilty, and I feel that because uh, as a Christian, I really should be able to like everybody. But I have to say, not including anyone here, but I have to say at times I find that really quite hard. Because there are, are people, there are some people who, you know, you, I don't know what it is, but you just get on with them, don't you? you, you there's something that clicks between you and, and uh, you, you know, uh, you have maybe things in common or maybe not, but there's something and you like them, I like them. But on the other hand, for whatever reason it might be, uh, maybe it's a clash of personalities or, or character or, or whatever it is, there's something that just kind of rubs them, you up the wrong way, or me, me up the wrong way. I'm, maybe. Something, I don't know what it is, and I put it, it's difficult to put my finger on it, but it's something that I, and I struggle really to like them. And I'm sure that's the same. That's about me. I know that there are plenty of people that have the same problem with me. Now, maybe I'm the only person here that actually has that problem, and if that's the case, then that's wonderful. But maybe I'm not. However, I might not like everyone I meet. But I'm called to love them. Jesus says in uh, Luke 6 and verse 32 and 35, he says, Love your enemies. For if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. But how can we do that? How can we love people that we don't particularly like. Part of the problem, I think, is our misunderstanding about love and what love is. You might know that in the Greek text there's six words for love. And often, though, when we think about love, we think about love in connection with feelings, my love for you is something I feel. Love is something that we kind of feel within us. But in the New Testament, when it talks about Christian love, the word, you will know this, the word that is used there is agape, love. In fact, throughout John's reading that we had today, when Jesus uses the word love, it is agape, love. Agape love is not just about feelings. Of course, sometimes we might have feelings in agape love. In fact, we should have feelings in agape love and that we feel something towards another person. But agape love does not depend on how we feel. How I feel about you. Agape love is something that goes beyond that. We can express agape love whether the feelings are present or not. 
whether they are good or bad. The kind of love that Jesus is describing here, and the New Testament talks about, goes beyond simply feeling it. Agape love is love in action. I remember seeing a a little text once, and it said, love is a verb. It's something that we don't just feel, it's something that we do. The Bible tells us how we know God loves us is because he sent his son into the world to redeem us. God shows his love to us by doing something. We know Jesus loves us because he gave his life. Jesus says in verse 13 of this passage from John's Gospel, greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for one's friends. Love in action. The greatest example of love, Jesus says, is actually showing it, doing something about it. And as we began our service this morning, we, we had that, those words from Jesus talking about the greatest commandment. What is the greatest commandment, Jesus says? My command to you is this, love each other as I have loved you. Jesus uses that word command five times in that short passage. The question is, though, how can you command love? You can't command someone necessarily to love. You can't simply say, you must love that person. You can't if love is simply a feeling. You can't command a feeling, but you can command an action. Agape love takes love beyond our feelings. It's not simply focused on me and my feelings for you and whether I like you or not, or whether uh, we get on together or not. It's not about how I feel at all about you, but it's focused on Jesus. It's not about me, it's about him. And Jesus tells us in our reading from John's Gospel, loving each other comes out of our relationship with him. If we are in a relationship with him, then it follows that then my love will be put into action because of him. Therefore, love, my loving you, does not depend on my feelings towards you. It depends on my relationship with Jesus. I love you because he loves you. And I must do the same. And therefore, it's not so much about what I do, but allowing God to work through me by his Spirit. And that first reading from the Acts of the Apostles, 
uh, it comes at the end of a much longer sequence, a much longer passage story about Peter going to the house of Cornelius. And uh, what we didn't hear in that reading was Peter's tremendous struggle with that. Because Cornelius was a Gentile. And, and Peter felt God saying to him, you must go to this Gentile house and preach the gospel to him. And Peter said, this goes against everything that I hold true. Because he believed that the, the kingdom of God and salvation was only for the Jews, the chosen people of God. And he, he wrestled with that. He wrestled with God, really, in his conscience but in the end, Peter comes to the conclusion that it's not about him at all. It's not about his feelings. It's what God is calling him to do. So Peter goes and he preaches to Cornelius and to his household. And as we hear in that reading, then the Holy Spirit comes and they're all filled with the Holy Spirit because God was saying to Peter, this isn't about you. This is about me. This is about what I can do through you. And the same is true about us and our call, our command by Jesus to love others. It's not about you, says Jesus, says God, says his spirit. It's not about you, whether you feel I, I like that person or not. It's not about whether you feel that or not. It's about me and what I'm calling you to do, and what I can do through you, if you allow me to. Now the reason uh, why I'm saying this is that there are many ways in which we can show love, demonstrate love, and I'm, I'm sure there are many ways that you could think that far more than I can, I can think this morning but you know, when we place things into God's hands, amazing things happen. Things that we just could not do by ourselves. And who knows, when we place these things into God's hands, miracles happen. Love in action takes many forms. But one particular way is through prayer. And this isn't kind of some kind of tenuous way, which I'm going to link it to the next particular thing, it's actually a very important part, praying for others, particularly sometimes praying for people that you don't particularly like, or who you know don't particularly like you. Praying for them, lifting them up into God's hands and care. And when we do that, amazing things can happen. You know, never know that actually God even might change you and your attitude towards uh, those particular people. But the reason I'm saying this is because during this month of May, as you possibly might know, all of us are being encouraged to be part of a, an initiative called Thy Kingdom Come. And Thy Kingdom Come uh, and that, that title itself is relevant, thy kingdom, not my kingdom, thy kingdom come. This idea comes from the Archbishop of Canterbury, and it's sponsored by the Church of England and by the, the Methodist Church together this year, 
and we are committing ourselves to, it says nine days here, I thought it was ten days, but nine days of prayer. Nine days of prayer. That from the day of Ascension Day, which is on Thursday, through to the day of Pentecost, which is the, not the Sunday week after that, to pray every day. To pray simply, thy kingdom come. And uh, there are loads of resources here, and there is hopefully here, for everyone here, and actually more than everyone that's here, a little booklet that we'll ask you to pray, take away uh, with you uh, and use that uh, at the end of this week as we start that cycle of prayer. And uh, if, you, if there are people here that uh, un, would like a booklet, then I think there are enough for you to take for them as, as well. So that there's loads of resources uh, on, the, on the website uh, as well uh, that uh, you can, if you're computer literate, then you can find that on the website. But the other thing that we can all do, that we're particularly being asked to do this year, is to pray for five people. Five people every day. And particularly for those maybe who don't know Jesus at the moment. Maybe who might even be hostile to to, to, to the faith and to pray for them to hold them before God and to pray for God's kingdom to come to them and um, one of the ideas that's behind that and you will have hopefully have had a piece of string that was given to you you don't have to look at it now but uh, you were hopefully been given a piece of string uh, when you came in and you don't have to use this particular string but what we're encouraged to do is tie five knots in this piece of string as a reminder of those particular five people that uh, you're praying for. And it might be a member of your family, might be friends, it, it might even be people that you don't particularly like or who don't particularly like you. But five people, think about them, tie a knot in a piece of string take that piece of string with you wherever you are as a kind of sign as a symbol that you are carrying those people in prayer it's a simple thing to do isn't it really it's not very much it's not a huge thing you're not being asked to do an enormous thing it's just a simple idea but what we're doing is we're elevating those people into god's hands into God's care and you know we're saying Lord I'm lifting these people because it's not just about me it's about you and you know when we take the things that are going on in our lives and we we bring our friends and our family and and the people that don't like us and and all that stuff we bring that into God's realm rather than simply in our own realm we lift it into God's realm. Miracles happen. Amazing things happen. Because it's not about us. It's about him. Thanks be to God. Amen.